Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Remarkably Us, the podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Roan, sober gal living in Southern California, navigating the ins and outs of life. After what we'll call the great breakdown of 2019, I've been journeying through self-discovery, sobriety, trauma, divorce, relationships, all of the above. In this podcast, I'll have solo episodes where I talk about my life, the things that I am dealing with, have dealt with, and all the tools I've collected in maintaining a consistent environment for self-growth, love, and discovery. We'll also hear from others who are breaking barriers and climbing incredibly tough mountains. Get ready to get inspired and motivated to laugh and to cry, but most importantly, to love a little. Let's jump right into it. So today, we are talking about overcoming childhood emotional neglect. Now, this is a type of neglect that can oftentimes not even, not really even be realized until later on in life. It's a silent trauma that really can have pretty immense effects on children and adults. Childhood emotional neglect comes from a parent or guardian failing to respond adequately to a child's emotional needs or portray their own emotions in a healthy way or in any way at all. Kids are mirrors and they will also naturally adapt. Now, this adapting looks like walling off your emotions, which are, our emotions are to the core, the like absolute deepest expression of who you are. So fast forward into adulthood, people that deal with this neglect as children are unaware of emotions. They're unable to feel, um, unable to feel enough and primarily just block them all off. Now, I didn't, this in my experience was from parents that were not set up for success in this area. So my parents were never really taught um, that deep, you know, understanding that deep emotional intelligence. And so then raising us, they weren't in tune with themselves and their emotions. So they didn't really even know how to teach it to us. So as they were walled off completely and very guarded um, and not showing a lot of emotion at all, uh, that we mirrored that and adapted towards that and completely 100% shut down. So what can come from this type of neglect? There's a a lot of a lot of things that can come from this from PTSD uh depression emotional unavailability uh em- feelings of emptiness guilt shame uh increased risks for eating disorders anger d- aggression and a lot of difficulty trusting others or relying on other people so This was something that I didn't even realize was an issue until I got older. I I always, and I'll say, I'll say it again, because this is where, where this actually really, the first time that this, even this terminology, emotion, you know, childhood emotional neglect was really even brought to me was when I went to therapy 
mm, back in 2017, probably, um, you know, so almost five years ago. And I, after a few, I was still drinking, um, you know, and after a few sessions, my therapist, what handed me this book, overcoming childhood or running on, it was, it's running on empty, overcoming childhood and emotional neglect. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? I wasn't neglected. Like my mom, my mom was amazing. You know, my dad was great. We were fed. They didn't beat us. You know, they didn't like leave us alone for weeks on end, you know? And, and I remember her saying, this is not the type of neglect that is really that's talked about a lot. Um, this is not your parents purposefully neglecting you. It is just a product of an environment raising children and that cycle just continuous in continuing. So I kind of, after that, I, it, stayed in the back of my mind. But like I said, in a few episodes ago, I didn't really even pick up that book until a couple of years ago, um, after my divorce and, you know, really in, in the throes of, of this self-work that I was doing, I, I started to realize I got back into therapy and was like, Oh shit. You know, we got to open that book again. (laughs) So that's, that one's been on the shelf for a while now. So I didn't even realize that this was as big of an issue as it actually is for me. I experienced so much self-shame and hatred for my emotions, for my sadness, because I didn't know what it was or why I was feeling such intense dark periods because I didn't see a lot of emotion growing up from really anyone at all. It made me categorize emotions as negative. So every emotion sadness, anger, happiness, joy, love, were all rooted in negativity. Anytime I felt an emotion, it was automatically stored as this is bad. We don't do this. I started walling myself off and really took pride in my inability to feel. <laughs> like. I am like a freaking robot and being like, I can, you know, throw whatever at me. I won't feel it anyways. The problem here is that I do feel the majority of us do. So when feelings would bubble up, I had no tools, zero tools to actually process them in any sort of a productive way. My productive way is shut it the fuck down. If it is a feeling of any kind, shut it down. Don't feel it. Don't talk about it. Don't address it. Shut it all the way down. The more I felt, the more I closed off. I didn't like to be touched or held. Even now, And I know that I, you know, there are people that are just not huggers, which is, that's normal, right? There are people that are just like, oh, not really a hugger. You know, I like, don't really like to like really fully embrace people. Okay. For me though, even now I'm getting better, but even now when I hug someone or kiss someone 
or hold someone's hand or even just like I'm slightly touching another person in like a, not even a romantic way. Right. So this is both, you know, non-romantic and romantic, even just like slightly touching another human being. The emotion that comes up, right. Is like joy and love or happiness. Like we as humans need physical connection. We, you know, we really do. It's a spectrum, right? So some people need less, some people need more, but we do, we need it in, in whatever way fits you. Okay. My knee jerk reaction is to recoil and to think this is bad. This is negative because of the emotions that come up associated with touch. I think this is negative. We don't do this. You don't like this. This isn't you and you don't deserve this. I'm going to (laughs) cry because I didn't learn how to feel. And because I stored those feelings away as something negative, my mind turned that into me being undeserving of feeling that maybe I'm not good enough to feel. And it would be better if I was alone and just didn't have to face it. The feeling that I am so flawed. I am so broken and so empty. Why am I empty when all these people around me are feeling such immense levels of love? Why do I recoil at someone's touch? Why don't I deserve to feel that same love or to get that same love? This is so common with people that are not raised in an environment where emotions and feelings and thought are really talked about and addressed and put out in in the open. This feeling of just self-hatred of being flawed and broken and empty. And now with a lot of therapy (laughs) and some pretty intensive self-work Fuck, I have done a lot. My God, sweet Jesus. I've done so much fucking work over the last three years, three, four years. I have started to feel and started to understand that I didn't get these things as a child, not because I didn't deserve it or because I'm not worthy of it, but because my parents weren't set up with the tools to teach us. I started listening to my body. I started to sit with myself and tune into what it is I've been trying to tell myself all along. Tune into your body and trust yourself. This can be really tough because oftentimes an outcome 
of, of childhood emotional neglect is ignoring that little gut feeling you have. I now have a tool where when I'm feeling overwhelmed with emotion, so if I'm feeling a lot of emotion, I get overwhelmed or angry at myself, or I get that empty feeling. So I ask myself, all right, like a, like a fucking kid, like you're like, like I'm talking to the kids, like, okay, how are you feeling? How does this make you feel? What is it that you're feeling? I do the same shit to myself (laughs) because I'm fucking teaching myself from scratch. So I ask myself, how does this feel? What is this feeling? Where did this feeling come from? And usually that helps me understand a very basic emotion It also helps get to the root of what I actually feel because my emotions are so jumbled that my initial reaction is is the shutdown, run, close off, and then it's anger. It's self-anger or anger at someone else. So it really, really matters to sit and think through each of those things to understand the root and the actual emotion that I'm feeling. It's, It's the process. It takes some time. And I really got to work through it, but it happens. It's really interesting because studies have found that children who are emotionally, emotionally, wow, I can't speak, emotionally neglected, go into adolescence with this part in your brain called the ventral striatum, striatum, underdeveloped. So this is the part of the brain that helps a person make decisions. Now the brain works all together. This is this area helps in that process of decision making and also responding to rewards. So that means that things like mood and learning and addiction are all important functions in this part of the brain which happens to be underdeveloped in emotionally neglected children. So basically emotional neglect leads to a lowered response in the brain from a reward. All right. So when I get a raise or if I win something, or if I get like a compliment, this part in my brain doesn't fire as much as someone whose ventral striatum is fully developed. This means It's difficult for me to feel the full weight of something positive, of love, of happiness, of joy. Now, on the plus side, it can be worked on. It is a muscle. Your brain is a muscle. It can be taught. So things I've learned in therapy are cultivating a habit of a normal reward system. So this looks like paying attention to what makes you happy. What do you enjoy? Do it. (laughs) Do that thing. Do you enjoy going for walks? Do you enjoy watching the sunrise? Do you enjoy being in nature? Do you enjoy putting your feet in the dirt? Do you enjoy planting flowers? Do you enjoy cooking, writing, singing, What do you enjoy? What makes you happy? When you feel happy, what are you doing? Do that. And it'll start to train your brain 
to, it'll start to train this area of your brain that this good thing equals happiness. This thing that I do, I get a reward for that. And that makes me happy. Self-talk is also really incredibly powerful. So the way that we talk to ourselves when we feel an emotion as it has an immense impact on what happens next, talk yourself through it. When I'm faced with difficulty or any emotion that's hard for me to grasp, which is most of them, I literally, I do this thing. I look at myself in the mirror and I say, all right, bitch, feel it. You know, I'm serious. I do it. I sit and I look at myself in the mirror and I say, feel it, all of it, even the shitty parts. Now, what is it? What is this feeling? And I remind myself that I'm capable of getting through this because if I can learn emotions at 28, if I can get through all of this shit, that I've been through in my life, I can feel love and pain and joy and I'll make it through. I think that I'm so happy that nowadays discussing our emotions and our feelings and, and all of those parts of ourselves are so much more common and accepted than I think it used to be. And one of the biggest reasons that I created this platform was because it has been so difficult for me to open up in the past. I have been one of the most closed off people I've I've ever, I've ever met in my life. I have had a really, really hard time understanding basic emotions and learning how to cope with that and form meaningful connections. It's been really difficult. My first reaction is to run um, and run in the opposite direction before I can get hurt. So to avoid that and actually form a really deep and meaningful connection with someone, I got to face all this shit. And maybe me facing this and putting in this work and like telling you guys about it (laughs) in the process will help you also put in the work. This is so common. It really is. And like I said, uh, in the, like I said earlier, This is something that a lot of times is unintentional. Yes, you have your intentional emotional neglect. You have your intentional childhood neglect. But this form, this emotional neglect is oftentimes unintentional. It is just our parents not being set up with the tools they need to understand and process their emotions. So how you can't teach someone something that you don't know. This was a heavy one. (laughs) I don't want my kids to grow up with the same pain that I did. 
the same emptiness and that self-hatred, the same loneliness. So I put in this work so that when I have kids, I can teach them what I wasn't taught, what my parents weren't taught, how to love and be loved, how to feel. That's it. And that is, that is fucking it. Also, if you, if any of this resonated with you at all, I really recommend this book, um, running on empty. Let me see who I'm at my computer right now. So I can, it is running on empty and overcome your childhood, emotional neglect. This was a really, really beneficial book for me over the last couple of years. Uh, it's just, it put, it gives examples of like, Hey, this happened. And this is why you feel like this, or this is why you can't process this certain emotion. I'm like, Oh, (laughs) that's why. And I am learning and I, I can't stress enough the importance of learning how to love yourself first. So before I, you know, now I feel ready to give love, deep, deep love, you know, to someone else, because I am so much more comfortable in with myself and loving myself. So that self-talk of, you know, um, all of those affirmations and all of those reminding yourself that you're so capable of getting through this, putting in that work with yourself will transform your relationships with your friends and your partners, your parents, your children. So I think that's it. I hope you guys had a good week. I had a really good week. It was a lot. It was, you know, stressful and busy, but I am feeling so blessed lately. I really am. I'm feeling just, oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Um, Really quick, I do want to touch on, I have been super struggling with um, eating lately. And see what happens when I don't, when I feel like I'm losing control of something. So if my life gets really busy and I am, you know, kind of like constantly on the go And, um, you know, maybe something happens that, you know, I didn't really see coming. I feel any sort of a sense of losing control over my life or, you know, something, something minuscule, I will over control an area. And a lot of times that is in eating for me. So I will really cut down on the amount of food that I eat. I will be very, very, like very focused on, you know, this specific amount of food that I eat. I'll start writing down everything that I eat. Um, you know, every amount that I eat an ounce of this three ounces of that, um, you know, eight ounces of this, you know, whatever it may be now in the past, I, would have gone months and months and months of doing this. And, you know, I'd probably get really thin and then I would kind of break out of that right now. 
it's easier for me to turn that around more quickly. So after, you know, a week or so of, um, you know, not eating a lot or, you know, running a lot during the week or just being very hypercritical of everything, you know, that I eat cutting down to, you know, like a thousand calories a day. It's easier for me now to recognize that I am searching and grasping for control. So how I come back from that is I do, I can sit and write about what is going on that I feel like I'm losing control over. What is it? It's probably something very small. And in the process of writing it out, I will, um, meditate and do some like really deep, like self-love practices. And, you know, what I'll do is I'll write lists of like all of the amazing things that I did in the last couple of weeks and say to myself, look at all of these great things that you're doing right now. Look at all of it. Again, it's like that reward. I have to constantly remind myself, like, these are good things that you've done. These are the rewards that, you know, like you've gotten from these, or these are the self rewards that we need to give ourselves in order to really accept and acknowledge the great things that we do. Look at these now let go of this control. And that's easier for me then to kind of come out of it, get out of this, you know, of this, um, cycle of really unhealthy eating that I'll do for me it's not binging. I will just completely like, I'll just cut out food. So I have to be very, very conscious of when I start to do that and amp up the, nope, we're not doing this. You're not going to control this right now. Sometimes life throws some curveballs at you and you have to just kind of put your hands up and let it go and just let the universe take control. But enough. And so I'm very proud of myself that, you know, it's easier for me to catch that sooner than I used to. So I think that's it. That's all. That's all. That's all that's going on with your girl. Um, I love you guys. I really, I really do. Um, and I know what that is now. So I can say, <laughs> so I can say that and mean it. If you want to reach out to me, please do find me on Instagram. Um, I'm at remarkably underscore us. If any of this, if you're like, Oh my God, girl, me too. Or if you know someone that struggles with depression or anxiety or eating disorders, or, um, you know, if you, if you heard something of this and you're like, Oh my fucking God, right. The light bulb goes off. That's scary. When you hear something and you're like, Holy shit. I had no idea. Or like, you know, your, your habits kind of start to hit you in the face a little bit, reach out to me, send me a message. If you know me, if you've got my number, text me, call me. I am here to talk. I have a library of resources that I have used, still use. Um, we don't have to do any of this alone. We are connected and we are here together for a reason. All right. That's it. I'm off. I'm off my soapbox. If you think this episode would help, please share, be kind, 
and never forget how wildly capable you are. Till next time. Bye.